0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wonder Women in Business podcast. Today's guest is a very special guest. She's here with me on President's Day. Her name is Karen Kahn. Thank you, Karen, for being here today.
1: Oh, I'm excited. This is wonderful.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to learn more about you. I've heard wonderful things from people that I know, love, and trust, and I can't wait to introduce you to my audience and have them learn more about you at the same time. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Karen.
1: Well, um, I am very comfortable saying I'm a 68 year old woman uh, who's been working 45 years. Uh, very comfortable with that uh, and see it really is a part of who I am and, and what I bring to all the work that I do, uh, happily. Uh, I moved back home to Westport, Connecticut about 23 years ago and uh, live on the beach, uh, which is great, and down the street from my brother and 15 minutes from my mother, who's 94, and uh, live with my three dogs and my significant other, John. So life is good.
0: Awesome. That's so awesome. So Folks, I absolutely love how she owned it right up front. She's proud of all the experience that she brings to the table, and I'm really grateful that you had the courage to say that. Um, I'm 53. I'm not afraid to share it, but I think that all too often, we don't recognize the value in all that experience that you bring to the table. So thank you for saying that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? It
1: doesn't take courage for me. It's not a a drama for me. Um, I actually love being older. Um, I love, I, I love having gotten here. I don't, there, I mean, discomfort is what our bodies and minds do a little bit. But other than that, I, um, it doesn't take courage for me. It, it is, and I'm thrilled.
0: That's great. I think that for most people, um, the studies show that the greatest bias out there is ageism. So that's why I said it was courageous as compared to others, or I should say Contrasted with others, not compared yeah. to, but contrasted. Yeah. So, tell us more about what you do.
1: Well, I think it's it's more of a story than a than a line. Uh, I graduated with my doctorate in psychology from the University of Virginia uh, in 1976. Um, it was a really interesting time, actually, to go back a little further. I went to college at an all-boys college here in Connecticut, Trinity College. It was in the first class of women. Um, and it was a really profound experience for me, just in what I learned. It was during the women's movement. Um, it was all kinds, of, and it was also really the first real time that um, this liberal arts uh, school actually opened its doors supposedly more enthusiastically to people of color. So it was a really profound time for me to be in college and to learn. Uh, Then went and got my doctorate in psychology at University of Virginia and proceeded up to do my internship. And then I stayed uh, working uh, at the Ohio State University. Uh, I helped bring Title IX into Ohio State, which was also a really fun time. I was an athlete and being able to participate uh, with male and female coaches and um, a community that was really looking at how do we want the world to be uh, sharing it between men and women uh, coaches. So that was a really wonderful time. Uh, I was a psychologist, a practicing psychologist, uh, doing consulting, uh, working on gender issues, both the psychology of men and the psychology of women. Uh, It's not code for women, it was working uh, with both and the differences. uh, And moved forward to be doing that as a single mom, raised my kids in Washington, DC. And then when my baby went to college, Uh, I had a goal when I knew we were approaching those years, and that was to be able to move home and have a more flexible, nationally focused professional life. And at that time, there was a new profession out called coaching, and I decided to transition from being a psychologist to being a, a coach. And I took some extra courses to really understand the nuances and the differences between being a psychologist uh, and being a coach. And after some bumps and bruises, uh, one day decided to Google or whatever was the search engine in 2003, uh, what industry needs a gender expert. Um, and really didn't know what direction I was going to go. I know I didn't want to be an executive coach. Um, And the search engine said legal. And despite the fact that my father actually had gone to law school uh, with Weil and Gottschall back in the 40s, I didn't really know anything about legal. He wasn't a practicing lawyer. So it was a real interesting insight for me, and I decided to write to a lot of law firms, tell them what I had to offer. And that was the beginning of 18, 17 year practice working exclusively with large law firms, uh, both in the area of business development uh, and helping lawyers find success in business, uh, which none of us in professional schools learned. They didn't teach us how to run a business or how to get business, just how to be a psychologist or a lawyer. Uh, and I also support the development of diversity initiatives and uh, advancing gender initiatives. So all in all, it's been an amazing career, a really fun career and a career where I see myself making a difference.
0: That's so wonderful. You know that I appreciate what you do so, so much. And I think that we need more people doing what we do. Um, I'm all about collaborating and sharing the message. The message means so much, not just in legal, but in all industries. And I love to hear that you're out there sharing it and uh, changing the landscape, actually. Let me ask you this, you've had a robust career. Um, What has been your proudest professional accomplishment?
1: Um, I easily say that my proudest professional accomplishment has been being able to put together the different elements of my life, uh, who I am, where I've been, what I've learned, what I know, um, into a career where I really wake up every morning uh, really happy. And at 68, I had a great discussion with my financial planner who asked me and said to me, We've got to set an age here for when you're going to retire to do all the math that financial planners do. And I truly don't have an answer. Um, So we we set it at 90. uh, But I I, (laughs) I think that's, that's really how I feel. I don't see a reason not to be putting to use what I know and who I know and what I've learned. So that for me is an accomplishment.
0: That's so great. That's so great. Um, I don't think I'm going to have that leisure or, you know, uh, discretion that you have. I have a long line of, uh, diseases that have taken my family members at young ages, 52. Oh, I'm sorry. I've lost two brothers, a father, Uh, my mother has Alzheimer's. and I'm her caregiver and she's killing me. So we'll see. So I'm going to make a difference while I can, but I love that you have no retirement plan and that you um, are looking at the nineties before you slow down. So that's pretty, pretty amazing. Let me ask you this. Someone has been, you know, that in and of itself is an inspiration to me who has been an inspiration to you.
1: When I was in college, um, again, it was 1970, 1971. Um, I was, quote, by mistake, uh, put into a senior seminar called community psychology. And there was an African American professor. um, And it ended up being what we called back then sensitivity training. Um, There were 10, 10, African-American students on one side of the table 10 white students on the other Um, and we spent a semester really talking um, talking about particularly for me my experience was really learning what I didn't know about not being white Um, and her name um, was Ann Robinson Uh, she's in her late 80s now, her daughter is a retired judge, uh, both here in Connecticut. And I absolutely unequivocally say if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have become a psychologist. I wouldn't have the dedication to diversity, uh, to really working with uh, people who are different from myself as well as people who have my background to make the world not colorblind, but difference aware. And uh, Anne Robinson is my inspiration.
0: That is such a nice testament to her. What, what a wonder. I hope that, that that's just incredible. That's really nice. So a lot of people, um, well, most people rarely have one person they can really pinned down as being that much of a major influence on their life. So I think that's really nice that you, you did that. And I hope she um, knew that. She knows.
1: Good, uh, good. Oh, she knows.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. So I, as you may or may not know through our mutual friends, um, I believe that women need to collaborate and lift one another up. How would you um, advise that we do that with one another?
1: I think what women lack um because of a lot of socialization is we rarely ask each other what do you need Uh, we rarely ask the bold question um how can i help or even the bold question there's something that i need can you help me and i i think Until we do that, or I'll put it in the other way, when we do that, we're able to move to a depth with each other that um, we otherwise gloss over in fear of being intrusive or pushy or um, just moving in a place where the relationship doesn't have a balance that we believe the relationships should have. And so for me, um, it's really, really important to know what my, what the women around me, even a waitstaff, what are their dreams? What do they want? And who do I know or what might I know? That can be helpful. Um, That's sort of become a part of my ongoing conversation, and uh, it's important to me to be dedicated to hearing those answers and then doing whatever I can, both with my daughter, my daughter-in-law, my friends, uh, and definitely the people that I work with.
0: I love that. So I'm, you know, I may be uh, that person. (laughs) Don't, don't be surprised. You got it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I think that we share or our values are aligned in that when I host an event or meet with people or speak on a podcast or in one of my um, in-person client uh, events, I will ask people to commit to advise, refer, or hire Someone they may not even know. So I see that you know we're similar in that, and I love that. I wish there were more p- women out there and men who were willing um, to engage that way. That's incredible.
1: Um, it, it sort of makes. Yeah, I, I need
0: to. Go no, I need
1: to balance the, the conversation with um, with boys and men. Um, I I think I strongly believe that we're in this together. Um, and well aware and having had my own experiences of being harassed or abused or other things. And certainly that was where we were back in the the 60s and 70s and 80s and sadly now. Um, But I have a son and I never want the conversation to get so skewed um, on women that the value he brings and the ways people can help him um, and his needs become lost. So I, I, I really, he's he's a, and always has been a, a really, um, gender aware person. Obviously, growing up as a psychologist, that's sort of part of the, part of the game. Um, but I I think how do we lift men and women up with the best of who we are? Is, uh, is really important to me.
0: Yeah, so I do have several conversations with men, but they're always focused on how we can create parity, not swing the pendulum in the other direction. Um, progress, we're making progress, but progress is not parity. So I do include men in the conversation, but my question to them is, how can we help to create parity? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I too have a son, so I love that, that you know, we're raising men who are aware um, tell us something that maybe was a challenge or a setback and how did you overcome
1: it? Um, well, when I was 50 and um, decided to change my career, um, it wasn't easy. Um, I didn't know how. Um, I wasn't it. Um, I had been a single mom. Uh, I, uh, and I didn't know I didn't know the business of being a professional, being a psychologist, being a coach. I didn't know how to do that. Um, people around me succeeded. I assumed they they had networks. They knew people. Um, I didn't. Um, and it, it was scary. And I learned, um, first of all, that I had to learn. I had to know what I didn't know. And so... I did a lot of reading, Um, and probably the book um, by Jim Collins, Good to Great, really, really, really made an impact on me. While it wasn't about individuals, it was about companies, I was able to transfer some of what he taught um, to me, and so I had to learn the business of what I was going to do. Um, so that was really important. I also, through something he said in his book, um, learned the importance of marketplaces and that I had to define a marketplace for myself, not expect that I'm going to be the perfect coach for everybody out there and I'm going to market to everybody. Um, so I learned the value of a niche or a niche. Um, And I really, really, really had to learn. I mean, I didn't know the the phrase law firm. I knew law companies, obviously wrong. Um, I didn't know the, um, the words of being a lawyer. I didn't know. I didn't know. And now when I coach lawyers about business development and we talk about an industry sector to focus on, and they may say, well, I know nothing about telemedicine, or I know nothing about fashion manufacturing or uh, whatever, renewables. And I think we, I learned how important investing in my career was if I hadn't invested if I hadn't read if I hadn't learned um, it wouldn't have been doable and so what I learned and the name of my book is it was it was daunting and it is doable Uh, but it wasn't easy and it was really scary and there were nights when I didn't sleep and sort of counting how much money I had or didn't have Um, but I, I I was able to build wonderful wonderful relationships with with people who supported me and gave me information and um, and I gave back the reciprocity um, I think was a major getting through the roadblock that what can I give and they in return would say what can I give and it's uh, When I look back on what it was like 18 years ago um, and how frightening it was, I I think the biggest gift I can give others is be by their side and tell them what I know and help them connect it to what they know and who they are and what their values are um, in a way that I had to do for myself.
0: That's a great way to put it. That is a really great way to put it. So you're sort of helping them ask their own hard questions and solve their own problems and prevent problems. And um, that's really great. You're sort of holding their hand along the way um, using the experience you've had to help them. Um, Tell us something surprising that maybe people who know you may not know about you.
1: Um, I make cheesecakes.
0: Oh, I just fell in love with you. Wow.
1: <laughs> I eat cheesecakes.
0: We have so much I do, I I do
1: too. I do too, <laughs> but I uh I love to make cheesecakes. That's one and uh I have three really big dogs. Uh two of whom are ill. Um uh but they're they're family. And yeah. uh so those those two things uh really float a lot of the the smiles. And the challenges that I have.
0: Well, I hope that they either heal or, or have no pain. So um, I am an animal lover to the nth degree. They are like family. We have both a dog and a cat. And used to have many, many more than that. So um, plus now I have a kid who's a freshman at college. So uh, I have more time to spend with my animals now, and I love that you do too. So um, tell me how to reach you. Let's say I want a coach or I'm looking for someone with your experience or I'm just curious to know more because you're so awesome. Um, oh,
1: thank you. you. Uh, well, I have two websites. Um, one is Karen, K-A-R-E-N, at thresholdadvisors.com. Uh, And the other website is uh about the the two books that I've written uh daunting to doable and it's uh www.dauntingtodoable.com
0: nice, so nice. Those so are, folks, you
1: can get to me that way
0: if you didn't get a chance to write down what she said I'll just be sure to look at the blog that I'll write I'll put um all of her contact information and perhaps some images of her two books and maybe uh, some images of her wonderful pets and family and um, of Karen herself. So look for that on the blog and that way you can jot it down or just click the hyperlinks that I'll include in the blog. Um, Karen, thank you so much. First of all, thank you for being here. And second of all, thank you for what you do, uh, including making cheesecakes.
1: Well, thank you for giving me this opportunity and for having the heart to put other people out in the world in ways that they may not be bold enough or have the knowledge to do. So I'm really looking forward to meeting you and and thank you for all you do.
0: Oh, that is so nice. So I love to share my resources and then um, give a voice to women who are doing amazing things. And you're certainly one of those women. So I can't wait to meet you in person soon. Take care and have a good day everyone.